Today, Pastor Ray Bentley on Believers in End Times Prophecy. Don't let anyone ever tell you that, you know, people that believe in Bible prophecy predict the end of the world. It's not true. He never did talk about the end of the world, but he did talk about the birth of the kingdom of God. Isn't that cool? We're not about anything about the end of the world. We're about the beginning and the new beginning of heaven on earth. Spread the news All of his people come and bow before the King Lift your voice Jesus is coming Join the song Sing along Let it ring Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. God has had a plan since the very beginning. In this plan, he knew man would sin, and he knew how to provide a payment for that sin. He knew his son would come to earth, and he knew his son would come back. And as we await that next chapter in this grand drama, Pastor Ray shows us how to be watchful and ready. Let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. We're going to look at verse 7. It says, And so they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, diseases, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, deliver you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience you possess your souls." All right, this is called the Olivet Discourse, where the disciples, it's the last week, Jesus is now telling them, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to be crucified, on the third day I'll rise from the dead, I'm going to my Father in heaven, I'm going to build a place for you, I will come back. So they have a kind of understanding that Jesus is leaving, that he is, he is going to heaven. They, they totally don't completely understand the cross, because they've seen Jesus' power, they've seen the anointing that is upon his life. So they're expecting at some point he would use that power. It won't be until later that they will understand these things. So now the disciples have come and they wanna know what is the sign 
of thy coming. So let's look at the signs. Uh, he gives several. The first sign is in verse 8. And that is that there will be religious delusion. And he said, verse 8, Take heed that you be not uh, deceived, or not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. Now notice Jesus asked, they asked him for a sign. Jesus now gives them signs. So they thought there would be one big event, but Jesus actually tells them, no, there will be a number of different signs to look for. And the very first sign that Jesus gave is religious delusion. Now, unless you've really looked at and studied history, you probably only know a more recent version of uh, Messiah's. There, there are various people in some of the New Age religions who have said, I am the Messiah, claiming to be Christ. But it goes way, way back. Did you know, and maybe you did, maybe you did not, there were many Jews who claimed to be the Messiah before Jesus came, and there were Jews even after Jesus came who said, I am the Messiah. One of the more famous was a man named Bar Kokhba who said, I am the Messiah, and I will do what Jesus didn't do. I'm going to take up arms and overthrow the Romans. But it ended up, they got wiped out and crushed. And from 70 AD, that begins what's known as the Jewish scattering. Jews were scattered like seed to the wind to literally all around the world. And basically, they began what we now call replacement theology, saying that we, the church, have replaced Israel. For almost 2,000 years, that's the way it was, until God had another plan in mind. He had something else in mind. We'll get to that in just a moment. But the religious delusion, so that's the first sign. False prophets, false religions, uh, which are here in many forms today. Now, the second sign, verses 9 through 11. This is actually a series of signs, but I've put, kind of put them all together in this one second super sign. There will be international stress. Now we get to dial it in a little bit. Look with me in verse 9. Jesus said, but, okay, so yeah, there's going to be for the next 2,000 years, false Christ, false messiahs, false religions, false prophets. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not come immediately. Okay, so we've got wars and revolutions. But verse 10, then he said to them, so pause, adding a new thought, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Now we're going to pause there for a moment and just look at verses 9 through 11. Because these signs that he read in verses 10 and 11 are the signs that we're getting to the end of the age. What Jesus is then saying, beginning in verse 10, is that when there is world war, rather than merely local wars or regional wars, but when the whole world is at war, then that war would signal that the end of the age has begun. And therefore, World War I, which is the first war in history that is known and described as World War, it was just, uh, talked about as the war to supposedly end all wars, started in 1914 and went through 1918. 
And I believe was the fulfillment of what Jesus was talking about in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verse 10. And as all, virtually all historians would agree, for those who have studied history, World War II was in many ways a continuation of World War I. And what was this all about? It has to do with Israel. It has to do with what the church gave up on. And what it's really all about is, if you go back to the beginning, Genesis chapter 12, uh, verses one through three, what is called in the Bible the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant, believe it or not, and some of you, maybe you've never heard that before, but let me share with you, it's way back in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, you're only a few pages into it, and here's this guy named Abraham who's called the father of the faith. God made a covenant, a contract, if you will, with Abraham. In the midst of that covenant, God said in Genesis 12, verse three, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. God said, I have a plan, I have a purpose, for you, Abraham, and for your descendants. Now, obviously, the most important part of that is that the Messiah, Jesus, the Savior of the world, both Jew and Gentile, would be brought into the church and God would make out of that one new man. But also in the Abrahamic covenant, God still has a plan and a purpose for the Jewish people. And if you take what the prophets said as they began to reiterate the Abrahamic covenant, they prophesied and predicted, Ezekiel was one of the most profound of them, that in the latter years and in the latter days, just before the great terrible day of the Lord that would shake the earth to its core, God would begin to regather his ancient people whom he had scattered to the four winds and to every nation, he would begin calling them back to their original homeland. And, and so what was it about even going back to World War I, 1914, was there anything related to Israel that precipitated World War I? And the answer to that question is obviously yes. In 1897, just a few years prior to World War I, something physically happened on the earth that triggered a spiritual, supernatural, battle, warfare that eventually erupted into what became World War I and would continue as it boiled into World War II. In 1897, there was the first Zionist conference led by a man named Theodore Herzl in Basel, Switzerland. And he in 1897 said, you know what? We Jews have been scattered on the face of the earth for as long as, it's, as we can remember, almost 2,000 years. He said, we have been persecuted, we have been hounded, we have been, uh, you know, we, we've suffered terribly. It is time that Jews around the world had their own homeland. And he made, in 1897, a prediction. In 1897, Theodore Herzl said, within 50 years, there will be a de facto Jewish homeland on the earth. And you know, it was, Ironically or not, almost right about 50 years later that in 1948, the state of Israel was born. And we just came back from the Philippines and one of the things I learned in the Philippines is that the Philippines cast the last and deciding vote for the establishment of the state of Israel. 
So it seems like everywhere God has led us, Philippines, Uganda, there's always some connection with his purpose and plans, even for the last days. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. We've received so many comments from listeners on what Pastor Ray's teaching and the ministry of Maranatha Radio has meant to them. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for your wonderful teaching. I still listen to you and appreciate the fact that your messages are still available. I'll pray for your family, especially your son, Pastor Daniel, for wisdom as he continues in ministry. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings, and now that of Pastor Daniel, are continuing to touch lives. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com, or post a comment on our homepage at www.raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So World War I, and, and now you have this beginning of, of the Jewish state. Did you know this? Do you know that the, one of the results of World War I, again, connecting the dot back to the Abrahamic covenant, is in 1917, Jerusalem was liberated for the first time in over 300 years from the Ottoman Turkish Empire. And Jerusalem was won without firing a shot. If you want to read the history on that, look it up. Study it, learn about it. General Allenby going down the streets of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is liberated. What year did I say Jerusalem was liberated? 1917. Remember how Theodore Herzl made a prediction within 50 years the state of Israel would be born? If you've read the Old Testament, does, does the number 50 years mean anything spiritually significant to you? How many of you have heard of the year Jubilee? Jubilee is 50 years. Within 50 years, this secular guy, Theodore Herzl said there'll be a state of Israel. 50 years later, thereabouts, there's Israel. 1917, Jerusalem is liberated. What happened 50 years after the liberation of Jerusalem? See, 1917, you had 50, you come to 1967. Did anything significant happen about Israel or Jerusalem in 1967? What happened? Six day war where Jerusalem is recaptured. I'm showing you prophetically, biblically, how this all is coming together for such a time as this. Now, Jesus adds this phrase in Matthew 24 verse eight, uh, where he says, these will be the beginning of birth pains. The beginning of birth pains. So in other words, there will be an increase in frequency and, and intensity, just as a woman giving birth to a child. He's talking about the birth of the kingdom of God on the earth. And I love this. Uh, don't let anyone ever tell you that, you know, people that believe in Bible prophecy predict the end of the world. It's not true. He never did talk about the end of the world, but he did talk about the birth of the kingdom of God. Isn't that cool? We're not about anything about the end of the world. We're about the beginning and the new beginning of heaven on earth and you know, where God rules and where God reigns. So since the first world war, the world has entered into, I believe the last days of the church age. 
The end of the age has begun with these worldwide conflicts that were fulfilled by the First World War, the Second World War, and believe it or not, the Third World War will merely be a continuation of the first two, and it'll be all around Israel. Jesus. So we entered with the nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and I realize, you know, it's been within a, uh, you know, a hundred years or thereabouts, but we're in the last days. And I believe, and now we're way beyond that. We're in the last days of the last days. So Jesus mentions these catastrophes, earthquakes, tsunamis, floods, diseases, cosmic signs. And, you know, as I think about uh, the book of Revelation and all the wild, crazy things that happened there, and I used to read it and think about, oh, you know, God's angry and he's going out, all these devastating things and he's coming. And it's not about gloom. It's about God's glory being manifest on the earth. Amen. Amen. It's about his glory. So the third sign, let's, let's look at uh, verses 12 through 15. But the third sign is that there will be religious persecution. Jesus said, but before all these things, so now he's, he, he took us all the way to the end. Now he's backing it up to the apostles that are right there with him. But before all these things, they will lay their hands uh, on you. So he's talking about Peter and James and John and the other disciples and persecute you and deliver you up to the synagogues, the prisons. So this is even before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. This is right then for these guys, right after the resurrection. You're talking the book of Acts. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for a testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience possess your souls. Interesting how that ends. So Jesus says before all of this, they were going to experience personally persecution. The truth of the matter is that starting then and continuing all the way to the day of the Lord, God's followers will suffer persecution because the devil hates believers. He hates God and he, he just, he's, he's after us in one way or another. Being in America, you're probably, we're in, you know, a place where the, the battle and spiritually is different. We maybe are not so physically abused and persecuted as they are in most other parts of the world. But the devil has other tactics that he can, he can do great damage, amen? You've seen what he can do. But there will be persecution and it does seem to be rising around the world. So very quickly, as I put into your notes, first he says they'll be rejected by the Jews. Then at the end of verse 12, he says, second, they'll be rejected by the Gentiles, coming before kings, governors. Third, they will experience great persecutions but these persecutions will provide tremendous opportunities to be a witness for Jesus. They're going to go literally before the heads, uh, the Caesars of the world. Paul would end up going before Nero. Fourth, they will be given supernatural utterance when they speak. Divine wisdom, as Peter writes, the very oracles of God 
the word of God flowing through their mouths. You know, Peter and John preaching before the Sanhedrin, Paul going before Nero. Fifth, they will be rejected by their own family members. Tremendous price paid many times by those early believers and believers all through the centuries. Uh, Sixth, they will be hated by all men. Nevertheless, verse 18, their salvation is secure and they will succeed in winning many souls. How thankful are you tonight that Peter, James, John, and the others were all, all of them died martyrs' deaths except John the Apostle on the Isle of Patmos. But how thankful are you? These guys died. They gave their bodies, they gave their lives, they shed their blood. And, you know, it's, it's so amazing. Uh, every once in a while, you know, reaching out and witnessing and sharing with Jewish people, they go, man, why do you, why do all you Gentiles, why do you, why so many of you believe Jesus was the Messiah? I love when they ask me that question. Because you know what I say? I say, because you guys told us he was. They go, what do you mean? I said, they were all Jews in the beginning. Peter, James, John, you told us he was. We believed you. And there's a couple of billion of us on the planet. And most of us are on your side. That's a good thing. Because a lot of people hate you guys. Want to wipe you off the map of the earth. And we are living in the weirdest time of the wisdom of God. God now has, because the Jews have come back. For the first time in 2,000 years, there's more Jews living in Israel than live outside of Israel. Did you know that? And they're still coming back because they're being persecuted everywhere. God is driving them back because his plan and his purpose is that at the very end, he's going to give a dramatic personal revelation of himself, Jesus is, and they shall look upon him whom they have pierced. And I don't totally understand it, but I read to you exactly what Paul said. And then all Israel shall be saved in the end. God has a purpose and a plan. We're kind of the handmaids that, that help bring that along. But I love to be able to tell them, look, It was Jews who told us Jesus was the Messiah. We believed them. So there's some Jews that say he was, some that say he wasn't. You guys go figure it out. But as for us, we're with Jesus. (laughs) And they are now realizing in Israel, especially Jews, even more than the Jews of America, and they will tell you flat out, even from the government Knesset members, they said our best friends in the world is not any particular form of government like democracy or any form of of economy like capitalism or any particular country, even like America, they say our best friends in the world are Christians who believe in the Bible. This is amazing. Only God could orchestrate circumstances so that Jews would be going, wow, the whole world hates us, they're threatening us, they wanna wipe us off the face of the map. And there's all these Gentiles who believe in that guy, Jesus, And they can't, they love us to pieces. What is up with that? God works in mysterious ways. And we do know that the apostles, in fact, experienced all these very things as is recorded in the book of Acts. And uh, praise the Lord, Jesus is coming back. Great insight on the kinship between Jews and Christians and on God's plan for the end times. Pastor Ray Bentley with our study today in the Gospel of Luke here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, The Signs of His Coming, Part 1. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. 
When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email, free of charge. And then after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we're approaching the end of the Maranatha radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the remainder of 2023, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us but we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio through the end of the year. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.